So don't say anything you don't want anyone to hear. Sure. <sighs> you guys ready? Yeah. Can you hear everything, John? Yeah. You want to? You want to? Might bump your volume up a little more. Pump up the hot dog. Pump up the hot dog. Two hot dog. One two. Siblets. Siblets. I don't know. We were going to start with a Harley race clip. Um, his promos aren't the greatest, though. No, they're not good at all. They're fine. I mean, he's coherent. That's something. I mean, after after that jumping Jeff Farmer, fucking. Oh, this is this one's pretty good. Oh yeah. Way world heavyweight. Here's Gordon Soley with Harley Race. Well, talk about Mr. Personality. That's Gordon Soley. Woo! You even got me talking like Ric Flair. I almost walked out of the studio and I got a phone call. Told you know me it's long to prepare, you. don't you? That Ric Flair had agreed to sign the match along with a little prodding from the National Wrestling Alliance to a two out of three fall match. Well, I'm going to be walking around going, woo, wee, and all this. Because <laughs> and I've all got this. exactly what I want. The only man that can fail me is me. And buddy, Look at that I have suit. failed myself very many times. When it comes to wrestling, Flair and the Omni, I am going to be seven times world's heavyweight. I'm not champion. turned up, sir. Well, it's not time yet. Okay. I thought you were know. motioning to me. I was they making fun of his motions. You oh. Being south. You turned up now. Being drugged out of that ring with not enough left in you to even stand. That's going to switch to Ric Flair here in a second. And I want you to see the noted difference. <laughs> in charisma. You can get disqualified. That's one for me. And three he's like a, fouls, he's like a high school gym teacher. <laughs> on that mat. He's, he's like an alcoholic high school gym teacher. One, he's two, like a uh, three. And then Harley a, uh, Danny uh, McBride character. I am the man. <laughs> He's like Danny McBride's dad. Flair. Two out of three Here's Rick Flair. Hour time limit, the world championship on the line against a man who's been there six times. That's right. And against a man whose ego and pride is second only to mine. <laughs> now you talk about all the said I'm better at being arrogant than you. <laughs> and somehow Harley Race's name seemed to linger above all the rest. That was until I came along. Now Race we went round and round in the Omni last time, brother. And yeah, I got hurt. The Omni is where all the shit went down in the 70s and 80s for Southern Professional Wrestling in Atlanta. Looking better than ever. Probably set 2,000 people. You're looking at a man. <laughs> it was the basketball arena. Oh, okay. Those motherfuckers drew back then, son. Okay. Don't worry about me taking you the way out. You better plan on a long, long night. Because tomorrow, sweetheart, you're going to be mine. <laughs> What a fucking song. Dutch on the skins. <laughs> Just a hi hat. <laughs> That's what I want to be, that guy. Hi hat guy. And it's a separate guy with a drum kit missing a hi hat. <laughs> Keith Moon didn't use a hi hat. They had a, they had a guy. No, they had a separate guy for hi hat. He used heroin. 
Schwammo to the Prince of Podcasting, the bipolar rock and roll, the sort of slits, the godfather of Gash, the four-time West Virginia Podcasters Association Man of the Year. Four times. And this is Woo. the four-time West Virginia Podcast Association Podcast of the Year Pillow. Four times. Fort motherfucking radio. We're in rare spirits. Episode 222. As always, I'm joined by my, my heterosexual life mate, <laughs> the white Samoan, the vanilla gorilla, the first black man ever to ice skate backers down the Kanawha River, the deacon of deadlifts, the samurai of the squats, indeed, <laughs> the chaplain of the chest, <laughs> the baron of back. <laughs> That's old Chucky Tater Sex over there. And, of course, the world's greatest claw machinist in the black corner wearing the best poison shirt I've ever seen. It's pretty great. The Renee Zellweger of Regenerative Farming. I was wanting to say the Ayn Rand of Regenerative Farming. Ayn Rand. Oh, are you, are you a Randian guy? Are you like... Have you read any of Rand's books? I, I've never read Ayn Rand. I've always heard it's terrible by some people, and then I heard that they're great by other people. I don't know. I don't think it's objectively terrible. It's just the the ideas are unpalatable for some people. For some people, yeah. yeah. Well, it's 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 you know, it's yeah. It, she put, puts forth you know she's anti-state, which yeah, some, some, some people are are lots of grass, people. They gasp, you know they. they ch- lots of people cl- that clutch their pearls at the idea. Of lots their, of people that come from. Uh, because she was so Russian, Soviet. She yeah. was from Soviet Russia. Lots of people that come from places like that hate the fucking really state. libertarians. Yeah. Whatever they get out, <laughs> yeah. She's That's old Johnny Liberty Sacks <laughs> over there. She, my understanding is she's just an extreme. She's like an she's an ANCAP. Yeah, she's like Eric July. Yeah, just like I know I've, I've watched lots of stuff yes. by ANCAPs. I'm not yes. sure what I am. I'm still trying to come Ooh. to terms because sometimes I can be like, I think I might be a socialist. Oh. I might be a communist. You're a Joe, you're you're like Joe Rogan. You're like yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Whoever you're talking to, you're like yeah. Like, you're stumbling through you know you're stumbling through life in the most amazing way. <laughs> <laughs> Just having luck after luck yeah. after luck, falling ass back. Cosmo Kramer, net buddy. Cosmo Kramer. <laughs> well, Just force gumping. It's, it's remarkable though. You know. Like a lot of people would like they. That's just what they do. Like like they don't have a position. They don't have a position. It's like I'm just talking to people and and responding to what they say in a way that's interesting to me at that now, moment. I do have a position, but I can see myself being a socialist. But I don't think you should be forced to be a socialist. Or then you? You're, then you're not a socialist. See, okay. <laughs> I can see myself. I can see myself getting into a commune or something where everybody kind of pitches yeah, but, in. Yeah, but that's that, that's voluntary. So th- that is that is compatible with what we with what we currently have. Yeah. But but you know, my my property could be a commune. It was somewhat intended to be something like that. It kind of is a commune. You let those fucking freeloading animals ride for but, free, and that fucking and that exists, and that exists under this. You know, authoritarian state. This terrible state. This this Nazi Germany that we currently live under. This it is. It's state capitalism. Where I can't, you know, where I can't, you know, pretty much do whatever I want as long as I. I I was listening to somebody, Tom Woods or somebody. um, He on. uh, There's a podcast you might like, uh, unregistered with um, Thaddeus Russell. Tom Woods was on there. He just said, "You know, we live in." In the state And there's laws And that stuff Just my advice is Just ignore the laws You don't like And just follow the ones You do Just like you would Any any other thing Yeah and it's like it's like, And that's the thing I Like I do It's like well Okay officer You know 
You have to arrest me? I guess I'm going to jail. It fucking sucks for my animals. Yeah. Take me to jail. It's like, I'm not going to change. Take me to jail. I'm not going like, to change who I am just because you're threatening me. It's like, you can just fucking shoot me or whatever you got to do. I'm not going to stop being me. Right. I'm not going to let you bully me into being scared of you and your stupid laws. Or, I mean, choking you out on the corner for... Yeah, well, yeah, I got a little. Yeah, I got a little bag of weed on me or whatever. I'm taking to my buddy's house or something like that. And where we're going to somebody, peacefully- put, somebody puts a shotgun in my face and pins me to the ground. How dare you trade you goods know. peacefully on your own fucking property? You we know, can't just, have that. Just fucking shoot me. You think I'm really that clinging that it's hard? A great my TV life? show from the late '90s. David Spade. So you think Wendy I'm, Malik? Yeah. You think I'm that? <laughs> I was looking atta- for another person. That, do you think that I'm that Ryan attached Hussain. to continuing living this life that I'm that I'm not just going to put that fucking shotgun barrel in my mouth and tell you to pull the trigger? John, shoot John. me. <laughs> Back it up, buddy. <laughs> shoot me, you son of a bitch. Matter of fact, I dare you. Matter of fact, I would enjoy it. <laughs> Get the cameras on. Wash my mouth out with buckshot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and write that down. It's a long title, but it might be it. <laughs> Episode 222, uh, as uh, most of you know, King Harley Race, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, passed away. A fireball. Mr. Charisma. He was, he was, uh, I've watched a lot of his matches. I do mostly remember him. He was him a good wrestler. As Big Van Vader's manager. That's how I mostly remember him. But he was... <laughs> I've went, I've went back and watched his matches. He had a great match with Ric Flair at the first Starcade. Fucking good. Yeah. Um, but he passed away. and uh, He's a bit before my time. Like, I didn't yeah. get into wrestling. Like, until I mean, he was big in the 60s and 70s. But now. That's uh, when you didn't need a physique. You could just. Yeah. You could, the 80s came around. <laughs> all the, got all the, the good uh, supplements. What kind of supplements do you think they were on? Just straight. Uh, the, the Road Warriors Ball semen Jesus I mean Something for Fucking pterodactyls Or something I don't fucking know man. I mean, they were just fucking They were so fucking jacked dude it Rest was, in power Harley Race uh, uh, To commemorate his passing I put up a picture Of uh, the kid from Bad Santa Because <laughs> they look He alike. looks exactly like He looks a lot like Harley Race <laughs> And I was wondering If there was going to be A lot of angry wrestling fans Getting mad at me, but no, I was hoping so, to bait some people. To get mad. Oh, so, so so the kids who played um bad the bad Santa kid didn't die. No, no. see, that's what I thought happened, and I was real upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I love that fat uh, kid. It was like a little. It, it was a. It was Harley Race is like an eighty-something-year-old dude, so it's about time anyway. He had a he, long life of e true Hollywood stories ahead of him. He was good in, in Bad Santa too, as well. That, those movies are hilarious. Yeah, the, sec- the second one's good too. Yeah, those movies are pretty fucking funny. I like it's, Billy Bob, Billy Bong Thornton, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Um, he's a lot like his uh, character in um, Bad News Bears, just gruff and angry about Damn. everything. I never watched his version of the Bad News Bears. I just know the original I, version. To be the, quite well, honest. the original version is tremendous. It's a great movie, like because it has that uncomfortable scene at the end where the the winning coach loses his shit and hits one of the kids. I think it's his own. I hope it's his own kid. It's his own son. Even though in Mad Men, one of the kids broke something in the house and another adult smacked another adult's kid. Apparently, that used to be a thing. I don't. I can't imagine that happening. I, Around Larry Underwood. I mean, yeah. If somebody hit Annie, I'd be like, "You 
are dead. I mean, I'm going to kill you now. I mean, there's there's no other option for I this. Have to end this. <laughs> You've left me with no option. I'm ejecting the tape <laughs> of your life. <laughs> I'm going to put you in the doomsday device by myself. Oh my god! You're going, I'm going to throw you in the air and catch you when then I jump you, off the top. Then you from another timeline <laughs> is going to. <laughs> I'm going to pull out the Infinity Gauntlet. And fucking hit him. <laughs> Future Chuck, get him! <laughs> what if Future Chuck's just a big schlub? Or not future, but what other timeline pe- Chuck? Other timeline Chuck. If if other timeline Chuck, this 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 is a nice segue into, into the the meat of of this of this uh, conversation. If this uh, if this Chuck didn't discover David Goggins, he would be a fucking schlub. I have gone on. I read his book in one fucking one shift at work. Who is it again? This guy. Okay, have you heard of him, David Goggins? David He's been on Goggins. Rogan a couple. Tw- a couple. He's times. a black dude. He's a bald um, Navy SEAL. Uh, finished Ranger School. I don't think I'm familiar with. He's him. fucking awesome. Um, he's just he's tremendous. He's been through all this shit, and now he's out and he's talking to people. Well, there's that, but it's the story that leads up to he's that. He's an it's, author of some kind. Yes. Okay. Can't can't hurt me is the name of the book or something like that. Um and it has changed my outlook on everything. Like I was telling Dutch about this before I and I know I've said this before, but So now that, you're now you're against Nazis? Yeah. I mean Well now, I, I don't know. Now I mean I I'm trying to still keep an open mind. But uh <laughs> <laughs> um no uh, um I'm still sticking with the things I was doing with Project 365. That's still a thing. But now there is no time limit on it. Like, it's uh, it's a complete... Because one of the things he... Okay, a little backstory on the guy. He was uh, he wanted to be a Navy SEAL because he was... He had been in the, in the armed forces before. He saw, to, he saw G.I. Jane, right? Well, he He's saw... Like, I want to be a SEAL like her. Well, shit, who, yeah, that would inspire anyone. But he 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 had gone into the service. He got out. He got really fat. And he was uh, spraying for cockroaches at like restaurants, and I don't know what fucking restaurant he was in, but what he described, Jesus Christ! I hope I never ate there. I mean, I know it's oh, you have, we, we all have. Is it in, well? He, he hit. Uh, he said he hit the motherload of roaches. He hit him with the spray, and he said they started pouring out of the fucking ceiling and got all over him, and he freaked out. So he just he had a Batman moment, but with roaches. Basically, well, I mean, he just he took his shit. He, he took his 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 canister and all that stuff, laid it on the fucking ground. Turned out, walked the fuck out, quit the job. Got a roach costume. Met Rush Ghoul. He had a, he had a best friend. He had a sidekick who was a rat glued into a trap because uh, he talked about that too. How they stink. Yeah. And, but um, he 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 got home. He'd he'd swung by and grabbed a milkshake. Like that was a great thing. I mean, th- me and this guy could be like <laughs> brothers, and um. He was sitting down, and he a, a program about the Navy SEALs happened to be on, and he started watching it, and he said, "I want to be that," because he had he he's honest about everything about himself. This guy's unflinching honesty. He said he said I was a liar. I was you know all this stuff just so people like me. I was like, that's me. Well, that's all of us really in a, in a certain extent, but that's me and. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I read the book and have been, last night it really got in my head, I was running to the Stokers, basically sprinting. Dancing a little bit? A little skip <laughs> on backflips. <laughs> it changed me on a physio- physiological level. No. Um, and 
you know, he went through. He he would run these ultra marathons. He he had to qualify for for this ultra marathon. To qualify for an ultra marathon, you got to run an ultra marathon. It's a hundred. It's a hundred miles. But he had to run a hundred miles in twenty four hours. So there's this race called the San Diego One or something, and you can just run for twenty four hours as many miles as you can. He wanted to make it to a hundred. He had not trained for fucking for running these marathons. So he really fucked himself up, shitting on himself, pissing blood, all kinds of stuff. But he fucking did it, and he and he, and he accomplished it. And the the fact that he said you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So, you know, every time, like, you know, I think about that now. All the things that that seem such monumental things are so small now. It's like this this guy could do this and not die, and all this stuff. Why the fuck am I not doing these things? You know. So today, um, for example, was I was sick. I, I woke up. I was not feeling well. I think it's because of what I ate yesterday. I just ate massive amounts of protein, steak. You know, uh, ate some oats and stuff, but not a lot of carbs. So that's going to mess your system up a little bit you know, when, when you're not used to it. So it made me kind of sick to my stomach. So I got up, tossed back some uh, some oatmeal, and was going to was feeling bad. Rolled over, turned on the fucking TV, turned it on YouTube, and immediately set him on on him talking. So he's and I was sitting there going. I'm going to get up and do this. You know, I was going to lay back down for a minute. I was like, no, you're up. You got your fucking shoes on. Get up and fucking do it. So I did it. I drove to the gym, did not feel like going, did not feel like going, did not feel like going. Loaded up the squat rack. It's heavy. Even 135 felt heavy. I'm like, fuck, this is terrible. I'm not going to do this. Just kept piling the fucking weight on and kept on doing it. And by the end, I was like, well, the last week I'd done 300 for five sets of five. I was just like, and it was even fairly difficult. And then I was like, well, you know what? 315 this time Bang Threw three plates on Got underneath it First set Fucking hard man I mean I'm gonna be honest It's it's an embarrassing thing To admit that 315 pounds For squats is hard But um, By the third set What he said happens Happens Your body accepts it And it becomes easy By the end I'm moving The last set I'm moving the weight No problem Then I did the same thing With deadlifts And you know Then After I was done He said If you think about something You're avoiding it You're being a pussy So I was like You know I I should like Start doing some sprints Some wind sprints 40 yard dashes It's like I should go over Montgomery Sometime and do those But maybe not today And then that kicked in my head You said you were gonna Fucking do it You're gonna fucking Go do it So I drove over to Montgomery Got out of my car My brakes are fucked In my car I did not want to drive To the top of the mountain And come back down You know So I said You know I'll just I know there's steps Up to the football field I'll just do that And it's a lot of fucking steps So I got up My legs still fucking tired From squatting and deadlifting Walk up those steps My legs are fucking on fire By the time I get to the top I walk around half halfway And then I'm like You know this isn't difficult anymore So I started jogging The rest of the fucking way Around the track To get to where you can walk in And then I did Instead of doing five 40 yard dashes Like I said I was going to do I did six And by the end You know I, you know, when I and I and and the ironic thing about it is, I do not feel proud of it. I do feel some satisfaction from it, but I feel like that was far too easy. His biggest thing is people quit at forty percent. You know, if you some people quit at sixty. You know, if you're given ninety, you know, how, what can you achieve? I think today I was at thirty tops. I think I could have done more, and I'm going to keep up in that ante. Fuck it, I can do it. Might as well fucking do it. You know. 
and it's completely you know got home it's dude i feel like a different fucking person i mean it's weird it's so weird because i not just because of this and it's a motivational thing motivation is bullshit it will eventually fade drive and changing the way you look at things changes things completely and one of his things is you have to sit down and do an honest assessment of yourself and it is unfucking comfortable you no, no flinching no you have to write down the things you hate about yourself that, that you know are true i was wrote i wrote so many things and i was so upset by the end of it can we list the things that we hate about you <laughs> <laughs> maybe you missed some Man, put, put, on the, put, on the, put on the embers taker <laughs> i'm not ready for that yet <laughs> eventually you could do that give you a little time to get out of this fucking infinite things i hate about you <laughs> We can do a whole show on Starring that. Heath Ledger. <laughs> Where do we begin? Um, It'd be easier to list things that we like, to be honest. Um, quicker. But then I did a thing that uh, visualization and whatever works for you. I was telling Dutch, I used to read fantasy books to escape reality, you know, and my favorite characters in them were always the dwarves. You know, they're short, strong, you know, stocky people who are miners and blue collar, real tough, you know. So one of my favorite characters has always been Brunor Battlehammer, this fucking short, hard ass, tough as fucking nails character. When I felt like quitting, I imagined him fucking yelling at me like a fucking dwarf and drill sergeant. You know, it was weird, man, but it fucking worked. Like, like I was going to walk to the soaker last time and I imagined him saying, you're a you're come from a weak fucking race. My people run to the fucking you know when we have to do something, we do this and this. And I used it in the gym, and it fucking works like gangbusters. I was cranking out five more reps of shit that I thought I couldn't do anymore because you know whatever works. And if it's weird, fuck it. I don't care. Fuck you. It's weird. You know everybody does weird shit. And this was I'm gonna keep stick. I'm gonna keep doing that. So you know, I mean that's. That was a really profound thing that happened. I was going to want to save it till till favorite things, but shit. I mean, it was just the whole know. show's favorite things anymore. Yeah, that's basically it. Fuck it. Um, how did you come across David Goggins in the first place? Well, I was doing searching motivation. Well, uh, Slayton Beard, who I worked out with, great guy, uh, had mm-hmm. mentioned him to me before, and um, he said, "Man, you got to check this guy out." And I was just like, you know, I've heard motiv- people talking about motivational people before. It's not that it doesn't impress me, but. I've heard it all before. You know, they, they say the same tropes basically this, uh, the world over. It's not that like, you can't use them. They are valid and they do work. Tony Robbins is fucking great. I love Tony Robbins. But I started listening to this guy and his, and his mindset and his psyche is so similar to mine that it really struck a chord. You know, and it was just like a B major. <laughs> C minor. Um, he... He would come on like the YouTube when I would throw on the motivational thing in the morning when I would get up and go work out, you know? So I finally it started just clicking. I was just like, you know, I really like hearing this guy talk and I like hearing his story. And it's, and it's interesting. That's another thing. It's just really interesting. So it just kept going, man. I'm just like, fuck. And I bought the book because after we talked yesterday and I read the book in one fucking night, just fuck it. 365 page book and powered right the fuck through it. It would have taken so, 365 days to read that. Could have. I'm only allowed to read one page a day. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> oh. No, it's, they're doing like a postcoital snuggle. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, and I don't know, man. For the first time in a long time, I, I've just completely 
changed the way I've, I look at things. Not not motivation because I knew motivation would fade. It is a different mindset and it is a drive now. I never would have got up and done that today. Never, 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 never. Especially after not getting very much sleep. I didn't get very much sleep. I wasn't feeling well. I get up and fucking did it anyway. And it's just, you know, it's a, just a really good thing. Now is to keep doing it. Yeah. How's the other than other, before this newfound motivation? How was the workouts going? They were going fair. Like, um, I actually that's a weird thing is, but before this happened, I was actually had changed, you know. But it was more motivation. Like I went and I and I, I was going to work out, and I didn't have it. Like I just didn't have it It was a, it was after a 16 hour shift at work We had to change a stoker It was fucking terrible By the way I'm sorry I'm hijacking the whole fucking podcast here You guys We don't feel like talking anyway <laughs> We don't have any good points to make I'm, I'm just doing, gonna I'm doing some Some administrative work yeah. On the website <laughs> I thought you were doing Sudoku's no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just uploading this picture To, the, to our just, page to, He's just gonna start He's doing some in, admin like, work He's just gonna start coming in Like Stanley To bring another Crosswords Briefing in brief, out Briefcase hat I got I got 1.5 hours in this week Managing the page Did a whole bunch of shit But Okay I went I was supposed to do uh, chest and back. I usually split them up. You know, was doing a two-hour chest and a two-hour back. I just didn't have the time. So I said, I'll just do them like I usually do them. You know, bent over rows, going back and forth between bent, uh, well, now incline bench because I don't do flat bench anymore. Bent over rows, all that stuff. And uh, when I first tried it, I went in. I didn't have it. I drove home and was crying by the time I got home because I'm just like, you know, you, you sell yourself short every fucking time. You're a piece of shit. You know, you just, you know, other people can do this. Why can't you read my mind? Why can't you fucking do it? All this shit. And then I laid back down. I, I grabbed a protein shake. I laid back down, slept for two hours, got back up, and I threw on the motivational stuff again. And David Goggins was talking. And I started listening to his shit. I was like, you know, this guy's, and this is before he even got into the meat of it, all the stuff he, he just some of the stuff he was saying. So I went back. And I fucking did a, a a banger. I mean, it was a quick. It was about a. It was only an hour workout, but it was fucking nonstop. Bang, 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 bang. You know, and came home and felt good. And it's just I've just been feeling better, like honestly better for a, a couple of days now, and not just a patch. It's like you know, it's like I was patching something. Now it's like a new hole on it. You know what I mean? So, um, how's the sugar intake going? Well. Like I um, eat more sugar than ever before. It's fantastic. <laughs> I really like mainlining sugar. Mainlining sugar. <laughs> it. It's got an IV. <laughs> sweet tarts around the clock. <laughs> snorting. I got a sweet. Tarts. I, got a, I got a fountain machine in my house. <laughs> snorting sweet tarts and boofing nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Throw back some sprees in between that. You you How can, many more obscure candies can we fucking come up with? Can, can a nigga runts. get some Necco wafers? Runts. Can I get some runts? <laughs> You know, carrying that bag of syrup into the house and hooking up to your machines, a lot less, a lot less cargo work and having to carry all those cans of soda. And the wrappers, good lord, the wrappers, uh, we're killing the earth here. Um, no, I, yesterday I ate my first meal. I had um, well, it was a protein shake, and then I got home and had another one, and then I had uh, I ate two steaks, ate one before I went in, one on the clock. Now you're a New York strip guy. Yeah, because all the, 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 I still, okay, here's another thing. The choking thing is still there a little bit, but it is now faded to a 
almost nothing. For like, those that aren't aware, Chuck is constantly worried that he's going to choke to death. Yeah, I've got a choking phobia. It's weird. But oddly enough, it's the only way you can make him come is by choking him. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Mm. What a what a sick sad existence that <laughs> it is. What are you gonna do? Um, no, it's. Uh, I ate a steak uh, before I went in. A steak medium. Uh, yeah. How do we season, season this? Salt, just pepper. Lowry's. Lowry's mm-hmm. seasoned salt. Yeah, I like it. Um, and the coolest thing about it was the second one. I was gonna sit there and cut it up. I ate like a fucking savage. I pulled it out of the fucking thing at work, microwaved it to get some fucking ripped off the fucking fat. And I think one of the guys, <laughs> the guy I was working with me, was like looking at me. I'm like, hey, what's going on? I fucking eat. Be hilarious <laughs> if you're you're huddled in a corner <laughs> eating it, and, and the blood's dripping down. Oh, like, what the it, fuck are you doing? It was a visceral experience. Like it was dripping through my beard and shit, and I felt great. Like <laughs> I mean, w- with the the newfound you know drive and reading the book and eating the steak it was just it was a good fucking day it was and days at work are hard man it's hot but it didn't face me i was just like this is this is fine it's it's gonna be good so so how was the sugar intake you still never really answered <laughs> <laughs> the only thing i ate was that would be considered sugar is cliff bars and then uh oats cliff bars are right on the edge of candy bar aren't they i don't think so um well, i would not i wouldn't call it a candy bar but it's not I wouldn't. It's, it's not in the healthy department for like in my book. It's kind of almost neutral. Like you, you get a like a Laura, a Lara bar, a Laura bar, mm-hmm. L A R A, and it's and like that's just it's a Whole Foods bar. Like some of them, will, it'll be like, I think one of them's just dates and cashews, but it, but it actually t- and, it's, and then it's called like apple pie or something, and it actually tastes like apple pie. Ooh. It's like really weird. It'll have like literally like like they'll just have the list of ingredients on the fucking front of the package in big letters, mm-hmm. like dates. Cashews, chocolate chips, peanuts, and it's—I'll give it a shot. But it's like peanut I mean, butter cookie or something. And it, it, you know, if you just think about peanut butter cookie while you're eating it, it's like this is, yeah, you know, this is actually pretty delicious, right? And you feel like when I eat them, I feel good. A lot of times, like I'll just eat one of those before I go train. Mm-hmm. If I like, if I haven't eaten anything, and it's like I can't go, to, I can't go train on an empty stomach. Like I need, an, I need enough energy, to, at least enough carbs to push me through two, right. two and a half hours. So, I'll just take one of those, and I don't. You know, I don't like notice that it's there, but I have the energy. Mm. It, it doesn't sit heavy on me. It's, um, I can tell that it's like real food, right? As whereas if you eat a Cliff Bar, it's like it's got kind of like a lab test, lab t- you know, t- taste something from a lab. Like the, the the egg whites that hold it together have it's like definitely not a, pleasant. Have a funky taste, mm. and the texture is it's like I can barely even finish half of one of those things. Just I was eating two. The texture, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. They're hard to get down. They're pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, well, all I do is basically grind it up in my mouth and take water and knock it back. Yeah, like the, when I eat a Laura Bar, I'm just like, oh, this just tastes like this tastes like a food. A food Where one? They have that uh, Wally World or. Maybe that's a special order. They they might have it. I know Kroger has it. Kroger, it's now in their regular. It used to be in the health food section, and now it's in the regular granola bar section because they integrated everything. Mm. So I well, I mean, what are some of my um, alternatives? You know, I thought that uh, Cliff Bar wasn't bad because it's rolled oats. It's you know, it does have a a certain amount of sugar. But it has it. It might be good for what you're doing because it's so dense, Mm -hmm. like with. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where, where you're doing anaerobic. I mean, calorically dense, yeah. Yeah, for anaerobic, I, I think you need you need some of that. Right. So it, it's like there's nothing wrong with it, but as far as like being healthy, you know what I mean? Not 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 trying to get the most gains, but trying to be If you're a sedentary guy like I used to be. If you're just working on like I work on my like I work on my holistic that. health. Like I don't have any like specific goals with um 
being able to do this or that or reach a certain level of athleticism. You just want to be healthy. I'm just constantly trying to make myself healthier in some way. That's awesome. And, a lot, and if I can do that every single time that I eat, and I don't, because I, you know, we had Pizza Hut last night. It was, yeah. it was fun. It was awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. But I enjoy that food more when I eat the rest of the week. I, I plan each meal. I was like, I'm, I'm going to have, you know, whatever, steak and vegetables, this meal, this meal. I'm going to have just a bunch of fish or, you know, this. maybe I'm just going to go vegetarian today, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think about it per day because my fridge has been broken. So I just I just buy enough groceries to fit, fit in a small cooler. And if it's two or three days worth of groceries, that's what I get. And then I go back to the store. So I'm always eating food that's fresh. That's, that, that I'm that's specifically, good. And I'm, not waste, I'm not wasting yeah. anything. It's like right now I'm thinking about... I have to go eat this thing. Right. I can't just go do whatever. I have, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of forcing myself into eating a little bit better all the time. Not that I'm, like I said, not that I'm doing perfect any of this stuff, but it's just, the, it's the, I've been working the gradualism thing. Where it's right. Just, like, just little, little baby steps closer and closer to where I want to be and, and just being strict with those little steps. Well, uh, you know, that's the best way to do things. And I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually all yeah. in. You well, know, I guess just, I'm just. I, I mean, I'm just sharing what I've been doing, not to like be contrary to what you're doing. No, no. no but I don't but think, also, yeah. it does highlight that there, there are so many different paths. Mm-hmm. You know, for each each person can, can might have a, might have a better luck with a with one motivation technique, and another person might be better with something co- totally different. Well, I think the reason I do that. To go to drastic measures is because it's a little bit of desperation, and um, now there's not as much desperation. Although there is the desperation of age. I know I'm, even though I was thinking, sitting there thinking, I did forty yards, forty yard dashes after, you know, not getting, you know, it, it's it's not it's it wasn't terrible. I know guys my age who would fall over dead doing that. You know what I mean? But that made me think like I was telling Dutch. Makes me feel bad. Mad at myself a little bit Because like You know I never really applied myself To any sport I played or anything. I just didn't You know I didn't apply myself To that extent anyway What could I have accomplished In my 20s What could I have accomplished In my 30s I'm in my 40s now You know it's You do reach a point man You are at your strength high In your 40s And even into your early 50s So I'm I can do that But I'm not going to be As agile Or as you know Nimble as somebody Who's younger It's just not going to happen You know and I actually feel a little bit upset that I don't, I wasn't, I didn't find out what my body could accomplish in, in my, you know, in my prime. So it's like, it's like they say youth is wasted on the young. It sure is. I mean, my 20, I mean, I would have given anything in my, in, in at the end of my drinking days in my thirties to feel like I do today, this day. And I don't even feel a hundred percent. I feel okay. I feel pretty good. I'm tired from working out. My legs are going to be sore. But your brain's in a better place. Absolutely. I mean, it's night and day. And I think it's all because of us. Yeah, mostly. It's mostly us. Mostly. I got to tell you, man, we, we, <laughs> we joke around and shit, but if you really sit back and look at it, I was thinking about that today. If you sit back and look at it, the strides that all of us have made in our different respective things, John with his fighting, me with the bodybuilding and just overall, you could even call it CrossFit light, I guess now, you know, you with your yoga and and with hiking and stuff like that, we have all accomplished things and we can tear it down and, and, and be as, you know, self-deprecating as we want. That doesn't change the fact that we actually can't, we can't be as self-deprecating as we want because we suck too bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, we got to start somewhere. I didn't say. I didn't say we we're. I didn't say we had a rock. We're, not, we're not good enough to self-defecate <laughs> to the point that we really deserve. No, yeah, we can't do that. False. Uh, yeah, I suck at it. Yeah, you're really great at it. You know what I mean? I mean, we suck. <laughs> That's okay. But we've. But we. The point is, we make the effort, and we've made great strides. I think all of us have. Fuck it. I mean, uh, own it. Might as well. You know. Yeah, I'm down ninety pounds. That's fucking amazing, dude. You know, that's just that's really amazing. I can't wait to. The thing is, I'm I'm not going to say I've barely tried. It's just that's what I was going to say. Why haven't you? Why aren't you down a hundred? <laughs> what the fuck? Last two weeks I was getting pizza. What kind of shit is this? If it was that easy for you to lose that much weight, you could think about how much more you could have lost. Well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to keep going, but uh, I, I haven't really. The only thing I've done is changed when I eat and how much I eat. Um. And uh, and if somebody buys pizza at lunch, I still participate. Um, there's nothing wrong so, with. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with eating it. It's just you. It, it is a blip on a, an otherwise steady trajectory. You know, you like I'm going to eat today. I, I know I'm going to eat. You know, vast majority protein, and you know tuna and you know protein milk and two and two steaks. My my rule now is two steaks a day. I mean, two steaks a day. And where are you getting them at? The river market Okay Good, good meat um, It's expensive I'm uh, sure it's more expensive Because it's local And all that stuff Yeah but it's I'm, It's okay I mean I'm willing to pay it um, I was going to stop there today But they were not open Either of the times I passed What's well, Sunday I don't They're either closed on Sunday Or they don't open I don't think they open On noon on Sunday Yeah But it's just uh, You know every, You know I'm, I'm not going to turn down pizza You know Fuck it it's you know I'm just not going to eat it as a staple. You know? It's like yeah, like I was in the frozen section today <laughs> yeah. looking at looking at frozen pizzas. Like I might not feel like cooking when I get home on Wednesday. And looked at all the pizzas. And I was looking because I know the California Pizza Kitchen makes one with a cauliflower crust, and they didn't have it mm. at the Fayetteville Walmart. It might be too new, but uh, I was looking at. It, I was like, how can I be? Too fucking lazy after I get home from work to put a steak in a pan. <laughs> yeah. the, the steak is easier to cook than the pizza. <laughs> I, gotta, I, I, I even up that ante and bought a George Foreman grill. I can cook a steak in four fucking minutes. Don't you know do that. You have fucking <laughs> iron skillets. You put that son of a bitch in an uh, iron skillet. I like the Foreman grill. Get them done fast. I can eat them. But it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I like my steak. Don't be a steak good. snob. Don't be I'm a, not steak a snob. snob. I'm, I want, I'm just trying I want to get to be the, the best for you. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's siphoning off the fat, which is what you want. There's fat on the meat. I'm I know, eating but the it's fat. Siphoning, siphoning off all that delicious au jus that that mm. that the rest That's of the meat fair. then soaks in and bathes in while it's cooking. I I uh, take the pan and I dump it over the top of the steak once I get it plated. God damn! And, yeah. and you're supposed to. You're supposed I think to, it might be turned around on this. When the, when the steak is done, you're supposed to pull it off the heat and just let it sit on the pan yeah, rest and, for a and cool and rest. And when it rests, it kind of <laughs> drinks up a little bit more of that. See, fat. I haven't been doing that, but I'm going to start now. Yeah. There's a, there's a reason for it. Yeah, you take it off the heat when it's three quarters of where you want it to be, and set it back there and let her fucking just chill for a minute. Because ain't no loving good enough to get burnt while I'm up in it. And make sure that and that's the steak really is wise words. If you, if you have an uneven stove like mine, it's kind of like on a slant. Just put the steak on the downhill side of the skillet so more of the, the juice goes into the meat. That's a little pro tip. Yeah, I, I want to get one of those backyard flat top grills. Well. You could. You can do it, bud. You could probably make yeah, it happen. You can get a pretty good one for 150 bucks, I'd say. Yeah. I want to get a pellet grill. 
It has like a hopper that you put. I want to get a smoker in. and shit. And th- these pellet grills will smoke your shit. You can set it to a temperature, and it'll feed in the uh, pellets. And they're made of just compressed sawdust. And uh, you can you can set it, and you can say you put a pork shoulder on, stick it back there, leave for work, set it for two twenty five all day long while you're at work. It's going to sit there and smoke at two twenty five. You don't have to pay pay any attention, to it, and you get home and it's done because it's electric and it feed everything right into it. It's really cool. But they're like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. But at some point in my life, I am going to get one. Maybe a tax season or something. Whenever I get my loan back from the from the government. You know what I was thinking we should do? Kill your yard. It's just, I think I need to look at it again, but um, all you need to just, just get a fucking aluminum ladder and tie it off to the bamboo there and just slide it down and, and you know, rope your kayak down start, and start accessing some of that river there. That's a really good idea. You got a whole life. And then, there. like, we could keep a couple kayaks there. We can we could bro up and go. So we're sure. Bro and I, go? I, can I show think you, we should start doing that I, shit. I can show you stuff. Like, there's all kinds of cool stuff on the other side of the river where we used to play because we boated there, you know, as a kid. We were one of the only families that would, like, really boated in that area because mm-hmm. it's rocky and not a lot of people like boating there. But it's really pretty, man. You can paddle up, you know, if you're really feeling it, you could paddle up the shoals up towards the bridge and then float back. Yeah. I'm I'm down, man. I'm, that would be that would be a good workout to paddle up, paddle up those shoals and back. I'd like to be like my goals have broadened. Like I, I still want to do the, the the physique contest thing, but now I'd actually like to be in shape and and you know functional. So not get out of breath walking up right. Stairs. And so I, you I've know, noticed that that's been huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, I took those stairs. There's a lot of stairs leading up to the to the field today, and I took them. I got about halfway up and it started to burn a little bit, but you know, but I, I had to think that I'd just done a full squat workout and stuff. I, you know, Friday it's going to be good. I was on my way home and I was planning on skipping my yoga for the evening and just calling it. And uh, John sends me a text asking me if I want to go hike, and I didn't. But I kind of <laughs> did. You know, it's not like he's pressure. He doesn't have a gun to my head. Said, "Hey, let's go hike, fatty." Yeah. <laughs> But I was just 90 like, pounds <laughs> Why not 100 you fuck but I, I, uh, I said I'd, ra- I'd actually I'm going to feel bad if I don't do something So I'd rather Hike than do the yoga Even though the hiking is much harder Than the workout I was going to do The workout I was going to do is hard It has 10 second push ups and stuff mm-hmm. But I can get it now I can make it through All Right. But the hiking was it was uh, we, we did the Fayetteville Park Loop I think I think it's what it's called, Park Loop. Yeah, the Park Loop to Wolf Creek, and then a little bit. And of, it's it's not a little bit of Timber Ridge Trail. It's not a well. murderous trail, but it's never just a nice little stroll. You're you're either going up or downhill at almost all times, instead of a nice level. But it's it's gradual. It's yeah, it's not a you're not climbing. It's not a strenuous hike. I would not. I would say it's a moderate. It was pretty strenuous for me, but. Because I'm not as used well, to it yet. I would, but I, I was also... I would categorize uh, K-more Miner's Trail as strenuous. Yeah, okay. It's less than that. It's between that and, you know, and we wall. We did uh, about four and a half miles. And I kept a pretty decent pace the whole time, I think. Hmm. Yeah, we... we we Bub. At a, at a good hiking pace. But I like hiking with Bub because he goes out about 30 yards ahead to make sure there's nothing gonna get us yeah. even though that's not what he's doing but it just kind of seems like that's what he's doing right i mean that's that's i think that is part of what I, i'm sure that's what he's doing to a I small mean, extent 
he's not necessarily conscious of it, but that's the role he's playing. Sure, the the lead dog instinct. He um, if he gets too far away, John will just go bub, just that low. He doesn't really have to holler, <laughs> and bub, bub just comes back, touches his nose on John's hand, and and goes back ahead of us a little ways. Yeah, every so often I, I just give him a just a a recall check. Just, mm-hmm. Hey, bub. Hey. And make him come to me and acknowledge that I'm still in charge and that he's listening to me. Right. And because we have that rapport, as long as he continues that rapport, we can have this freedom. All right. You start acting like a dick, I'm going to put you on the leash. It's going to be miserable for both of us. So I think he kind of understands that. And I also make sure that I do that so when I do call him and put him on the leash, he's not being punished. All right. Because every time I call him, usually it's a reward. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be every time Scratchies. I call him to, to be a punishment. Well, because then the dog will keep running. Then, well, then I'll be like, I don't want to get on that leash. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. He's looking for that that that, re- that encouragement, yeah. that little pat on the pat on the butt. I like it when he gets tired. He got a little bit tired there when we we're on our way back. And when he gets tired, he just gets right beside John or me, whoever's he, whoever's he, in front. He, he gets heals. Right he goes at the exact pace that you're going right beside you, so he doesn't waste any energy. That's really. But dogs are just amazing. But we walked for maybe two minutes with uh, him right beside John, and then just all of a sudden, there's nothing. He doesn't see. There's there's nothing for him to chase. His his ears just perk up, and he did like a crow hop and just took off in front. Again. <laughs> it was like after about two minutes, he got his heart rate back down. He's taking a actively recovering. I guess you would call it. Yeah. And then uh, he just perked up and went on ahead. It was pretty cool. He's a he's a weird dog. I like him. He's uh, definitely one of the best representatives of of the species. I mean, it's, you know, I think about my parents' dog in that situation, and it's terrifying to even consider, you know. And she's not a fat, she's just spoiled, you know, and she she doesn't like walking. Like, they'll, they'll take her on a walk, and instead of keeping going, she'll pull back towards the house. Like, yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> she really does that. And it's just... I think we do them a disservice by, you know, I, I'm not getting on to my folks or anything, or you know, and I do the same dogs really. To, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do it if I, to to if I get another one, but you know, where you just they take on your energy and then they just become schlubs. You know, it's it's well, bad for them. We it, determine the animal's lifestyle, right? With, with how you and I think they're happier being a dog, you know, as opposed to a four legged hairy human. You know, it's like a little doll baby. Yeah. I don't know. Some of those little breeds are like, I think it's bred into their temperament somewhat. It's like some of them genuinely want to be shitty little poodle dogs. Like, yeah, it's their but, destiny. Yeah, but that's Have just, you met some of these dogs? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah fair. <laughs> but like when they have the pit bulls and they got them like babies and they're rocking them in that big fat pit bull. Right, yeah. Pit bull, <laughs> a pit bull wants to be loved and, and be loved on. Right. And, and be able to jump on the couch and stuff. But and he, also he also wants to rip toddlers apart. He also wants yeah. to go outside and, yeah, and, and eat groundhogs and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're big giant faces. I love them, those dogs so much. They're yeah, so too. weird and big. And, uh, they're some of the more lovable, loving dogs I've ever seen. They're, they're great dogs. It's just that people get them and ruin them. They're emotionally impressionable. Yep. Yeah. That's what it is. And then, the, I mean, it's just such a macho thing, too. But it's also, that's, a, that's you know, guys who, you know, because I was one of these guys for the longest time. Guys who have those dogs and want them to accept are so transparent in their fear. You know, it's just, look at my big, tough dog. You know, Great, dog's a faggot. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not that. It's, it's like you're weak and you're scared, and you know it's 
Because you want a big killer dog to protect you. I mean, if you lived on a fucking farm in the Adirondacks and you needed to keep away a fucking grizzly bear, then yeah, get the big killer fucking dog. But if you're living in fucking Canelton... <laughs> And I feel like you're talking about somebody very specific. <laughs> no, uh, actually, I'm not. But I'm just I'm, I'm thinking of the. Of he's, thinking of, he's thinking of Canelton Greyjoy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a callback. That guy really did look like he's from Canelton. Um, <laughs> but if you're going to be, you know, guys with guns, guys with big dogs, guys with big trucks, you know, it's not just the little dick thing. It's, it's you know, that you could be hung like a horse and still want the big truck. It, it is a lack of identity. It's a lack of strength in, in yourself and your, and your purpose, I think. I mean, am I wrong? It's just, I don't know. Uh, Maybe you just like big trucks. That does happen. You know what I mean? I, that's, I'm not taking, I'm not blanket statement and shit, but, you know, People get it and they don't even have any use for it, you know. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like they, uh, there's people at work that got big, big giant trucks. And it seems like for no apparent reason, just to commute. They're never dirty. All right, you're just driving here, you know. You could drive my shitty little fucking Corolla. But sometimes you do need, you know. There's certain people like I have, like I have a, a four cylinder truck that's really under underpowered for what I need. I should, you know. It would be more optimal for me to have at least have access to a, a big truck for hauling when I have to move big loads of things. Like if you have to, ha- what kind of what kind of truck would you get? I mean, if just, you had your druthers. I mean, I, I'm happy with the Toyota Tacoma myself. Uh, Nissan Frontiers are also good, and then then there's the Big Brother versions of those, the Tundra or the Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of almost need a Tundra like for hauling heavy stuff. A big trailer, it would save me a lot. Like mm-hmm. I could do a lot more and not worry about my transmission being destroyed on my truck like it is now from hauling too much, hauling too big of a load with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then there's the people that have no it. There's people that buy, get these giant trucks that have no purpose for them whatsoever. They're just burning all that extra fuel just for, just to look cool or look tough right. or whatever. And, and they do look it, cool. And it is and ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, some people, I mean, some people it'll be like where they'll have like a giant SUV. And it's just a retired couple. They don't need that, but he he to- he tows a boat with it twice a year. You right. know what I mean? Like a lot of times, like it's just that, and so you're burning fifty percent more gas than you need to burn to move a boat twice a year for two hours. Well, it's like you know, to call myself out on it. I wanted that Jeep just because I like Jeeps, you know. But I was thinking, well, I, you know, I want to be kayaking and stuff like that. I can haul stuff in that. You know, I can do whatever. Um, but I mean, uh, it's, the, it's a little, it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a lot of an engine for somebody who's commuting, and you're not even like into mudding and stuff like that. Right. You know, it's not, well, yeah, I mean, I'm engine. like Joe Rogan. If I get into something, it's going to be <laughs> fucking full bore. You know, I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> I just I go after shit when I fucking do it. Sometimes that's not good, you know, especially with you know when the, when the when the uh, hobby or Pastime is not is a bad thing. I, so. I I just like had a, a vision with the Dukes of Hazard song playing and Chuck like jumping <laughs> a jeep like twenty feet in the air, like, Woo! completely shatters the fucking frame. Uh, there's like fun. girls. It's in, not made. For there's, there's girls girls in rebel flag bikinis all around. <laughs> Jessica Simpson's version of these boots that are made for walking is playing. God, that's horrendous. Yeah, the video was good though. Well, yeah, she got great shape for that. Sexy. Yeah. 
I'd eat where the turds come from. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your title right there. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to do favorite things? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Oh, there's a there's a commercial before it for a movie about uh, Indian people that just found out about Bruce Springsteen. Really? It looks really good. It does actually look pretty good. That yesterday movie looks pretty good too. My sister liked it. I like Indian movies. Bend it like Beckham. Tied up with strings. Never seen it. It's good. Stupid ass song. <laughs> I can't believe I still damn do you, it. Rogers and Hammerstein. <laughs> Is that who wrote it? I think so. Oh, they can catch these myths. Then <laughs> they're dead. Uh, well, somebody wake them up so I can beat the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> a whole project to reanimate the Rogers and Hammerstein so you could beat the hell out of them. And they turn out to be super <laughs> tough. God damn it! He's hitting me with a baton. <laughs> <laughs> a doe, a deer, a female deer. Ray. Drop of golden kick ass. <laughs> um, other than the David Goggins thing, which is great. Um, Avengers Endgame came out on digital. Came out on, on digital. I haven't watched it. Again. Got it. I didn't get it on the day. I got it the day after, and I watched it, and. It is a fantastic fucking movie. Like it's it it dots all the I's, crosses all the T's. I mean, it's it's really fucking good. Um, of course, the best person in it is Robert Downey Jr. Um, I noticed something at the beginning. The beginning is the same music they played at the end when they were when he died, and they were you know sending you know the thing out in the in the water. It's the same theme, so they foreshadowed it the whole time. I mean, it was. Because uh, no uh, Nebula had picked up Tony Stark and put him in the chair so he could die comfortably. That's what that was about. Like if you really look into it, she's not doing it because you know he looks like he's uncomfortable on the floor. It's because he's going to die, and I want him to have a, some small measure of comfort before he dies. While he dies, you know, it's actually a very awesome and tender moment for so harsh a being. You know, yeah, she's rough, dude. Well, I love when they're playing paper football, and she's just. <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> Robert Downey she's Jr. like, she's fantastic. so intense. Yeah, just put your hands like this. Yeah, there you go. And he hits her in the face with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's fun. It was fun. She's just so... <laughs> she's really good. Uh, I think Chris and Gilbrand is... Tristan Gill, yeah, I think so. That, yeah, she's she's really good. She's um, so fucking hot. Whenever she's not, yeah, like, that's she's hot. Thing. Like when she's made up of that, but like regular, you're like Jesus, right. fucking Christ. She's a. It's a very. I, I like the character, but I kind of didn't. Not that I didn't like her. I didn't like the fact that they made him so harsh to her because he was supposed to have a a soft side to him. You know what I mean? And he did that to his own kid. You know, took out her brain and put a computer in it and did all kinds of shit. That's his own kid. You know, so that that really dials down any kind of fucking sympathy you can have for the guy, or any empathy for what she was his actual kid. I think he, I think so. Yes, uh, yeah, and d- tortured her, did all kinds of awful shit to her, and treated Gamora, who was an adopted kid, who is Drax, stolen, who is Drax's kid, by the way. And um, we're going to hear about that later. Yeah, it's it's going to come up in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three, but um, you know, I, I the character of Thanos. At the, at the beginning of uh, Infinity War, like I said, I read the comic book, and by the end of that comic book, you like Thanos. 
because he had seen the error of his ways and actually went back to fight himself. Like, had gone back in time because he saw how awful what he did was. You know, he's just like, I can't allow this to happen. In this iteration of it, he's, you know, he's proud of it and, and willing to die. You know, he died willingly. He didn't, you know, he barely fought him. I mean, he was hurt, but he could have put up more fight than that, you know, and he's, he's like, that's okay. That's, that's how that's supposed to go. And even the, the, when Thanos, the Thanos who was in the past saw it, it was a satisfying ending for him. He's just like, oh, you know, uh, what is he? He said, uh, destiny achieved and that's it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Josh Brolin as that character was fucking great. I mean, it's just, a, he's a great character. Um, the part where Cap picks up fucking Thor's hammer and starts using it is so fucking amazing that I you just, <laughs> I mean, especially when Thor's like, I knew it, you know, and he's, you know, cause Cap is, Cap's such a great character, man. He's, he's basically just, he's, he's kind of superhuman, but he's just peak human, you know? Um, and that's what makes him so great because he's in, he's with all these heavyweights and holds his own, you know? And, and, He's also a 1940s guy. You know, that's kind of cool. Um, it, it's just, man, it's a, I'm, I'm really glad those movies are so great. And um, that's, pre- that's pretty much, beyond the going into the whole David Goggins thing, that's pretty much the extent of favorite things this week. I watched, I watched The Mad Men, and like I said, it hit home with me and all kinds of stuff. And, um, and then I watched, uh, you know, uh, then I, I finished uh, the Zimmerman Telegram, uh, which is another book, the Barbara Tuckman last book in the uh, Great War series. Very short; it's only about one hundred, only about two hundred pages. Proud Towers like five hundred. Hmm. So, and Guns of August, I, you know, it was. I finished it again too. Um, Zimmerman Telegram was really, really good. It, it you know, it, it showed you that uh, at one point. There was a chance that Mexico could have reclaimed Texas and all that stuff. They were an empire. They had they had serious muscle behind them for for a minute, and they actually had a, a a potential alliance with Japan going on. Japan had sent warships to Mexico to and had sent advisors and all kinds of shit. The Germans were really fomenting fomenting that. They were like, you know, keep America off our back and you will make it all your worth worth your while. You know what I mean? And they were really trying to get Mexico to unite with Japan. There was actually even talk of. The Japanese saying that the that the Aztecs were just really Japanese people would come over on boats and stuff, which you know may be true. We don't, we don't really know where those people came from, um, and you know it was a it was a very eye opening book because you know you like America liked to think of themselves as uh, as invincible even then, and we weren't. Mm. I mean, our our army was not good, and we were just had a giant moat around us and. And fairly friendly people, both north and south, and then you know nowadays there's no chance. There's no chance. No, no, no country could invade the United States successfully. You would get fucking wiped off the fucking map. There's no, and anybody who argues against that is foolish. I mean, that's just the the bloated military we have with all the fucking firepower and all that shit. There's just no fucking way. You know, even an alliance of countries probably couldn't do it. I don't think so. Plus, the partisans, the 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 people who were, you know, the the farmers and all these people were going to have guns and going to be taking shots at you and all that stuff. Jesus Christ! It's Vietnam times a million. You know, it's just you can't win. So, 
you know, back then though is is a different thing. So that's it. You sure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. John, favorite things? Um, Should be a plethora I've of been, things. I've been um, enjoying the weather. This is like pretty peak West Virginia weather in a lot of ways. Like September and October are my two favorites, but August is kind of underrated because you we kind of lose some of that July heat and that mugginess. It's kind of starting to dry. It's been pretty fantastic. It's drying up a little it's bit. Good. It's been nice and cool in the evenings, like in the low 60s or even upper 50s up in my place. It's nice and cool at night, and then, it, you know, in the day there's plenty of sunshine, but mm-hmm. it's not, you know. Impressive. It might get hot for a few hours, mm-hmm. and then by then it's evening in the day, and it cools off quickly. Uh, just a lovely time of year. Yeah. The next three months should be just oh, grateful, yeah. for, grateful that we're at, at the, the furthest away from winter we can be, furthest away from the shitty weather. Mm-hmm. It's like... We will often complain about how it just rains all the time, but then forget to appreciate when it doesn't rain right. all the time. It's been raining at good times here the last couple of days, like the last couple of weeks, I guess. Like it's not during the day, like where I have to. It makes it because if it rains real quick, like for an hour, and then stops, and the sun comes back out, it's awful, it's humid and sticky and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's been raining after work most of the time, at least for me, and uh, at night. So and it hadn't been too shabby. Well, I had one. There was, like I said, that one day at work it was brutal. It was really brutal. It was, uh, it was hot. I had to change a stoker, which is the worst. And um, had to change like on the uh, thing that you guys used to jam it in there. Oh, well, you got to change the machine out. You got to take the boom off, set it aside, chain it up, pick it up off the deck with a crane, set it down, bring another one up, hook it up. Hmm. All while you're getting fucking cooked. Not so slowly sometimes. By a fucking furnace sitting right beside you. It's really... I think it's getting nice and hoard. <laughs> it's all... It's, it's, it is it's the shittiest aspect of, of being a furnace operator, I think. Changing out the stoker. The weather is one of your favorite things? Yeah. And, um... I don't know. I've got stories I could tell. They're not Fuck really, yeah, really favorite things. Uh, My favorite thing is your stories. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it relates to something we've talked about on the show. Uh, doing things you don't want to do. Um, so I had a sheep down last night before I came over here and watched some fights. But when I left, I was like, I noticed she was down and she had been fine. I was like, oh, that's not good. Usually when a sheep's down, it's bad. You're your favorite sheep too, huh? Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like one of the ones I actually have a relationship with. But um, so I was like, I want to check on her when I get back. I'm gonna have to start doing stuff, and I don't have all my me- all my medicine that I might use it was in the fridge that died. So I lost all my most of my good veterinary injectables and things like that that I might be able to use to save an animal's life in this kind of situation. But I didn't have any of that, and um. I went and checked her. Got a. I just woke up like right before dusk this morning with like a just a feeling in my guts like I've got something to do today. Like I have to go. I have to go check on this. And uh, went and checked on her and um, like her like her. She was like she was like extremely anemic and like her like she she was like out of teeth. Like her her entire top row of teeth were gone. So she's just been gumming on stuff and not getting enough nutrients and probably has worms from. Not being able to browse properly, mm-hmm. 
And um, so she was like, she's on death's door. She can't walk. But she's still being real sweet. Like, I gave her, like, a little bit of, like, mineral salt. And she's like... <laughs> she's like her normal self, but just, like, can't fucking walk. Mm-hmm. And, like, like on death's door, by all indications. So, uh, rather than doing what most people would do and inject the animal full of a bunch of shit and pretend like you play, play doctor and decide we're going to give this up the best shot we can, I... I uh, took it into my you know my own consideration what the actual situation was and that's that this animal's dead and any any prolonging of this animal's life is cruelty um i can't save it even if a vet could save it she's not going to live very long anyway because she can't chew her fucking food and um so i euthanized her Mm. how'd you do and with a with a pistol to the head and then cut the throat so the blood drained out properly just took her and drag her and I uh, cut her open, kind of did a little autopsy, checked on a few things. And, um, and then I let Russell out, and I, and I led my pigs to her. And my pigs are probably still working on her. Whoa, that's heavy. He walked, yeah, right, he wa- heavy. He walked right over to her and just went, didn't even get to the guts or like all the smelly stuff was. He just got to the head and just like took a chomp, crunch, crunch, started chewing, smelled the blood from the... You know, from that far away, and just immediately started. God, they're terrifying. I'm cr- so cr- cr- crunching down on them. <laughs> they're so I, terrifying. I just, animals. I, just, I just turned around and you know went back inside, and she's fulfilled her purpose. I was like, you know, I could have tried to save the meat and stuff for myself, but I'm really not that good. I don't. I'm not good at it. It wasn't. Didn't interest me at this juncture with this particular case. Uh, so uh, that's that's just the circle, and then you know, then I had. The Lion, the Lion King version of Circle of Life. I need my honor. I want to hear. I heard that movie's terrible. Head, in my head, uh, you know, the Circle of Life. But that's that's just a normal day for me. How many animals do you have? You know, die on a on average. You know, what's the? Man, God, it varies. I don't know. I, I wouldn't know how to average it out and not see. I mean, I've lost two this summer. Are you losing to age or to disease or? Um, I've never lost. That's the first time. If that's if that's a case of a parasite killing a mammal, that is the first time that I've had I've lost a mammal to a parasite. If that's what we're going to attribute her death to, which she didn't have any fucking teeth, so I don't know what actually caused it. Um, yeah, like um. You know, I accidentally like I ran over a piglet with my truck. Um, totally an accident. Like she, sh- like I was going slow. She should have moved. Um, then I lost. The- I lost that sheep just now. Um, it's been a long time f- before that. The last time I think I lost a mammal was probably when my dogs attacked and killed two of my lambs and one of my goat kids after they had killed like 20 bub siblings i went on a massacre and killed a bunch of my farm animals back in 2016 so that's that's been like two years or so that i can't recall having lost a mammal i lose birds all the time that's no it's no big deal they reproduce they're fine yeah um I rarely lose. I rarely lose mammals, and I've, that's the first one that I can say maybe I lost to to parasites. Everyone's like really crazy about chemical warmers and stuff like that, and I understand why. In certain scenarios, they're definitely necessary, but I haven't used them in years and years. 
and that's the first ammo that I've lost maybe to worms. Mm. Um, and that's a better track work record than most people that do use the warmers. So fuck you. Yeah, suck his dick. And then I, oh, and then the same day, the same morning, as I walk by, look over, and my um, my senior Sal, su- supposedly retired Sal Telltale, who's been free ranging happily. I noticed her bag up, so I was like, okay, she's pregnant again. This is a couple of days ago, and then usually it's a couple of weeks later or something after she bags up. And I got up, there's two two new piglets there <laughs> right before. So I saw two new little piglets, and then I euthanized my you. Mm-hmm. But that's the, the circle of life thing is like one goes and one down, two, two born. Yeah. You know, I, I, I produce exponentially more life than I. And responsible for dying. Wow. Because that's that's the amazing thing about animals. You see, you you got a car or a tractor, it breaks down, entropy, it degrades. Eventually, you're going to run out of parts for it. It's just not going to be worth saving. An animal, uh, horses fucking have more horses. (laughs) Cows fucking have more cows. Pigs can have like like 60 babies. One sow can have 60 babies in a year. Jesus Christ. Damn. What is their gestation period? Two weeks? Three weeks? It's like three, three, three. It's like three three months, three weeks, and three days is the, the rule of thumb. But they're all different. That's insane. So you can cram you can cram three litters into one year. And what's the normal or maybe an average of how many come like, out? Like a, like, a, like, a, like a factory farm sow that's made to produce as many piglets as possible. She's going to have like 16 or 18. Jeez. Normal for a normal litter. Mine, mine have like seven, not seven or nine usually in there because the the genetics I have just have smaller litters, which I prefer. Mm. This is a better survival rate and it's a lot healthier for the sow. She's not getting parasited so badly by those little piglets sucking the life out of her. You, I mean, when you see when you see like when they're as big as they are now and they're all like fucking suckling on like a skinny sow who's been giving them their milk for the last three months. Just what little vampires they are, mm. and she starts like she starts fighting them off. Like she says, "Fuck you!" She like she'll wean them, right? And start like fight if they try to suckle on her, or whatever. She'll fucking, or she'll like lay on her teeth so they can't get to them. Yeah, and she just gets to the point where she's done. Like they're not her kids; they are not her piglets anymore. If they scream, she does not come running. <laughs> they're done. She's like a heroin mom. She's she's done her part. She's kept them alive for three months diligently and will kill anything that tries to hurt you. But once she gets to the point where she's depleted and my my life is in jeopardy because of how much milk I've given and you're still trying to suck at me like a little vampire and you're like big and fat and healthy, like running around, a little teenage bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what pig milk tastes like. She's going to lose her empathy real quick. Have you tried the pig milk? I haven't tried it. I'm sure it's fine. Hmm. What if it tastes like bacon? How are we not mass producing this? Don't fall into the bacon thing, please. <laughs> Bacon's great. I know, but Pete, that's so. What about trite. Canadian bacon? It's ham. Just nitrites. <laughs> no, Canadian Canadian bacon is is a cured smoked loin. Mm. It's not. It's not a belly. It's not. I mean, when we, when we say bacon, we're talking usually talking about the belly, mm. which is then cured and smoked. It is delicious. And the Canadian bacon, and then ham is basically bacon, but it's from the, it's like cured and smoked, but from the, the hind, hind quarter. And Canadian bacon, Canadian bacon is, 
is the loin. <laughs> the same process, but they're using the like the back strap, kind of like the loin. Mm. Um, so it's really lean, ham-like product. Sausage or bacon? Bacon. Wait, sausage links. Sausage links. Mm-hmm. What about like a nice smoked sausage? Like a uh, nah, I'm not. I'm not down. Summer sausage, you know. Okay, what about brats? You brats guy. Brats are okay. I love brats. I got some today. Got some to make. I didn't buy buns. Low carb. Really getting into it. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> Have you guys heard about this low carb thing? I've not heard about it. Tell me more about it. It's like some people, yeah, they do the low carb, and then there's this thing called keto or whatever. Have you heard about it? Uh, keto is working uh, for a couple of characters that we know. Kind of, yeah. I don't. I, I'm mostly keto without really trying. You're low carb. Yeah, I'm not eating um, low carb and intermittent mixed with intermittent fasting. Yeah, I'm definitely doing intermittent fasting five days out of the week. Kind of go off the rails on Friday evenings. That's fine. And Saturday, got to replace some of that. But um, get off the rails. Try not to crazy train. You know, you know, you know, an Aussie fan? Not really. Yeah, I'm not really. I used to be. I like the riffs and stuff. But I mean, I don't. Black Sabbath is better. I kind of, I kind of don't. Not a big Black Sabbath fan either. I don't understand the extent of the hype, but congratulations. For Aussie's a famous. good character. You know, good, yeah, good for you guys. I try not to eat uh, too much uh, bread ever anymore until fight night and we're watching fights and we get a pizza. we're like, hey, let's get pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Or when you got a Mexican. But uh, been doing salads, um, baby spinach. It's real good. I just throw a little bit of ranch dressing and some cheese on there. Yeah. I got some carrots to go with it this week. So Carrots give me kidney stones. Carrots give me better eyesight. And better uh, gut, gut, gut bio to health. <laughs> and I think acidophilus, that's a that's a pretty standard uh probiotic. Probiotic. But now I have a yeast infection on my asshole, so I have to take an antibiotic. <laughs> to counteract the probiotic. Yeah. But I'm not gonna stop taking that probiotic. Because I don't I know would, if you guys know I'm very probiotic. I wonder if it's instead <laughs> of having they could just have a biotic that's not pro or anti. It's, it's just, like, an, like a, it's centrist, a neutron. A centrist, you know, something that's like something you put in your stomach that makes no difference at all because it's right in the middle yeah. with what you already have. And so it'll just can, lean to whatever side. So you can, if what, whatever you are, you can try to maintain that. Mm. It's like a putting a weight. I bet somebody's actually working on this. <laughs> Probably. Um, infinite, are you done with favorite things? Infinite, I just started talking. Infinite mediumness. <laughs> just mediocre Like us Yeah I certainly could be One more I got one more We uh, can keep going It the, doesn't matter The tool catalog is Oh yeah is I was going to mention Amazon that. now How excited were you I was I actually Like I've said before Tool is I have my, my issues with it um, I, I like them But they're loud And they're Disturbing, and it seems like it's designed to make you uncomfortable. It, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's it's definitely not easy. List. I, I'm sure that's a mission statement for. It's Mayor, not Steve Winwood. No, <laughs> um, but uh, there is. Um, Henry Rollins did a, a bit on Bottom, which is a great song. Um, Big Bottom. Talk about mud flaps. My, my girl's, girl's got, got them. 
How could I leave this behind? There's so many layers to that song. They'll come up okay. so much bases. So much meaning. I mean, you can hear this is a fairly typical, this is off Undertow, fairly typical tool song. The, the bass will kick in heavy here in a second. He's a pick player. A lot of the metal players do. Are they metal, though? They're Jace. They're, they're Tool. They're whatever they are. Sure. I know classification is not your thing, but that's just... I don't fucking know. I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> Rock and roll. Well, they're, they were definitely like... A lot of metalheads... When, when they first came out, I liked them. I was like, that's different. That's cool. I like that. It's math rock. And well, and then, and then, but a lot of the fucking holler rock guys are like, that's just weird shit. Oh, a guy that can actually sing. Well, yeah, and hold a <laughs> fucking note. Jesus Christ. You ever heard him hold a note? He's one of the better singers. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. This is Henry Rollins' part. He does this spoken word thing? Yes. I really like Henry Rollins. I've never read anything he's written or listened to much of his music. I've, like I've seen his... Uh, yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy. Let's see if I can... It, it, yeah, they go through this thing for a second before he starts talking. Yeah, it's instrumental. Yeah, here it is. I would make me destroy myself. This has been a theme for me. I must first survive myself. Still think it's triumphant when it gets here. I still think that Undertow is their best album. I, I, I like Anima. Um, I like some stuff off Parabola and stuff like that. But um, what have got? Six albums? I think is over. I don't know if you count. Do you count EPs? I count EPs. Like no, five or e- six songs. An EP is not an album. An LP is an album. What's an EP? It's Extended just, play. It's right. just it's it's not a single. It's like right it's in like, the middle. It's like a half of an album or it's a like third of an album. Five songs. Probably, yeah, and it's not—it's not necessarily representing itself as a complete work, right? It's more like, well, then there's this there's this song that was on uh, their the EP before they released a real album. It was on uh, what's the name of that e- that EP. It was a uh... shit. I can't remember. This is a song called Hush. 
Hold on, I'll pause it till Dutch gets back. You'll like this song. I'll be right back. It's a short song for them too. Their songs are they break the rules. Their songs are usually six, seven minutes. Um, this one's short, only not even three. So, um, it's a it's a definite rocker. I mean, it's I like it a lot. Yeah, go ahead. Hold that note, Jesus. I can't say what I want. It's off opiate. Even if I'm not serious. I can't say what I want to. Even if I'm not serious. Yeah, I've definitely heard this song. It's a it's it was not a hit, but it was, you know, one of their more well known songs. Uh, you know, that's uh, There's a lot of tool uh, You know, to be quite honest There's a lot of tool I don't like uh, there's, They do a lot of atmospheric stuff That I'm not into I, I could try to pretend to be And be that guy I love everything they do That's not true I mean, I I like songs I, I like this song I like, uh, you know uh, Stink Fist is a great song It is extremely disturbing Prison Sex even more so but Prison Sex is a great fucking song. Like, it's a, you know, and gets right into it. And it's actually kind of upbeat until you realize what he's talking about. And it's not pleasant. You know, it's talking about his dad raping him. That's the, that's the, that is the subject matter of the song. So, and all their stuff is like that. I mean, there is not a happy tool song that does not exist. So, I mean, you have tool songs that make you not necessarily happy, but get, make, give you some energy. But there, there. That is one thing I can say unequivocally. There is not one happy tool song that that does not exist. So, wow. I mean, and I love the band. I mean, we. It was for me the the holy trinity in the in the '90s before it, you know it was Tool, Corn, and Rage Against the Machine. You know, that's before Corn started just turned into complete shit, and Rage Against you know, and I, I miss it sometimes. But again, I, I like being happy. I don't like being upset. So I don't listen to it a lot. So. <laughs> They're getting shit on a lot, Toolis, for putting out their shit stuff on streaming services, as that they're not entitled to make money. <laughs> I don't think they give a fuck. No. You know, it's like, yay. People want it. Yeah. I mean, I was it's just making their music more accessible to more fans. Right. And my cat. I turned, <laughs> I turned it on, and I guess it's a heavy bass. You know, she was sitting there looking at it, and she got up on the couch and was like looking at me. And just kind of perched there and staring at the fucking at where the the speaker. It was just weird. So, um, yeah, they're getting crap for putting it out on uh, the streaming services, and people are just saying that they're not good. I'm like, I don't know, man. I might not be into them that much, but he says they're not good. There's plenty of people that are shitting on them like that. It's it's a it's remember a few years ago people were shitting on the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, we get it. The Beatles are great. Like. Uh. They'd say stuff like they're not. Well, I know. Like, what do you guys? Do? I'm saying it was sarcastic. You know? It's just really bad. Like, yeah, I don't understand. They're not. Maybe they're not for you, but Jesus Christ! I mean, you're just gonna single out this one great band from 60 years ago <laughs> and start yeah. talking about how bad they are. 
It's an attention grabber. It seems like a strange thing to do. Like right now, it's like, are we that bored? Yes, we are. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird living in a Nazi country. Like they should be put on the wall for. Uh, I'm surprised we're even allowed to listen to Tool. Yeah, no shit. Uh, my favorite things this week. Um, uh, what's the new season of Handmaid's Tale? Was what's been released of it? That's a pretty disturbing fucking show. It's, I thought it was a movie. It's a show on on the Hulu. No, three seasons. It's disturbing. Well, yeah, it's like if um, puritanical bullshit just taken to its nth degree. If some like something happens where most of the women are infertile, so fertile women have been enslaved, and they get and each house of the upper crust gets handmaids, and they go through this ritual where they fuck, like the the wife. Holds the uh, handmaid's hands down, and the husband stands at the edge of the bed. They read like scripture beforehand, and then he just has sex with her while he's staring at his wife. And then they hope she gets pregnant. God, that's something Mike Pence and his wife would do. (laughs) 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 But um, now that it's the third season, is uh, there's a whole lot less of those scenes. There was quite a few of those scenes where they had to. Fuck, and it was, it's weird. It's really uncomfortable. We got Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, I and, like her a lot. Um, Even though she's a Scientologist, is, she is, isn't she? It's weird. It is. Considering all we know about it now, it just makes it <laughs> very strange, you know. But now they're trying to escape. She's trying to. She had a chance to escape at the end of the second season, but she didn't because she wanted to keep. She wanted to get her daughter, and she had another daughter by the by the uh, rules of whatever they do. Um. And uh, she got free. The daughter did. She set her free. But now she's just trying to free all the people she can. So she's like a Harriet Tubman. That's cool. But she's white. And I'm sure there's going to be a think piece about that. I'm sure there will be. <sighs> Whatever. That's pretty good. Um, new Tyler Childers album. It's uh, solid. Pretty solid stuff. He wrote like a nice heartfelt song about jacking off. Neat. Yeah. It's called Ever Loving Hand. <laughs> I'm down <laughs> I'm afraid to play it Because it's new But I don't know What kind of record company He's got behind him Yeah we don't want The app taken down Yeah But I mean I've played stuff before I don't know if he's On like a real record label now Oh, oh Let's just wing it See what happens It might get taken down Anyway for fuck's sake We don't know Let me find her on here There we go And he's not very subtle at all about what the song is about. You got my favorite lotion here. Something in a hotel I admire. I got the pictures that you sent me. And how they fill me with desire. So now we've all got our I like his voice. Why? I miss you something fierce In this quaint New England town Now do you think that he I read the text you was do you, th- do you think that he actually masturbates though? I don't think so Because that that's against God Yeah, I don't think he actually does Was well, he a christian dude? No. no But we are Oh yeah, well, yeah. We're sure, the number we one Christian podcast in the world 
Seems odd. It does seem <laughs> odd that somehow we've done that. <laughs> Considering the competition. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Pat Robertson's got a P-cast out there somewhere. <laughs> That is the funniest thing I've ever considered is Pat Robertson trying to figure out a pod. Uh, so it's a radio show and it plays. <laughs> Here's the chorus. Got you on my mind and my ever-loving hand. <laughs> it's tremendous. It's a nice, nice little country song about jacking off. You don't get that very often. No. I was worried since he's been getting lots of more popularity that he might start doing. What? Who's that idiot that came out and always wore the hat not long ago? Uh, Brantley Gilbert, Jason Aldean. Yeah, he had a couple good ones though. Well, the yeah. songs the song's not just about masturbation. Though. The song, in, in, it's in about, essence, it's about missing his girl. It's, right. about, it's about monogamy <laughs> and a, and vir, and virtue signaling to your girlfriend on your album that you're not fucking around, <laughs> uh, not fucking around on her while you're touring. Which you most certainly. It's actually are. a romance song. <laughs> it's, it's not just about jacking off. It's a romance song yeah. saying, "Look." I'm Tyler Childers. I could be. I could probably. I could be smashing ass. But I'm instead. I'm jerking off the pictures that you just sent me. That's actually, man. I mean, that, that's romance. Yeah, it's yeah, love. It's, it's it's modern romance. Right. Yeah, it's a good stuff. Actually, kind of sweet. Sending each other naked pics instead of you know what I mean. Mm. Like that's. I think that's cool. Another standout track for me is called "All Yearn." Y o u apostrophe Y o u r apostrophe n, which is yours, mm. except for I, I don't know if you guys have heard it. Um. That people say yearn, yeah, yearn. He says yearn on this, but like, it's a very Appalachian thing. But it's also a really good fucking. Sounds like a gospel song, kinda. That puts me in mind of something. Stuff, yeah, I like that. Yeah, he's got a hit there, I think. Put me in mind of the have you ever heard of the revivalists? Yeah, okay. There's this song that I've got uh, totally obsessed with. Said I'm pulling down the shades for the long ride. It's a fucking banger. It's got that electric piano, yeah. It just gets gets better from there. 
Is that a Rhodes? That's a Wurlitzer. Oh, that's that's a musician right there. I, I pretend like I'm a musician. <laughs> I play guitar <laughs> with the built-in vibrato. Yeah. This thing is it has triumph as fuck. Is this a black man? I don't know. I don't think so. And all I have to do is just remember you Cause I'm never gonna lose you Woo! <laughs> That's something And I can feel you beating like the soul of a drama boy I gotta keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going Keep going, keep going, keep going Keep going, keep going, keep going Yeah, that's one of those I would fucking coming down the fucking road just stereo crank windows down getting it this is all white dudes I bet it's a tall skinny white dude because he's in the front on the picture look at this you think that would come out of that guy that voice I kind of sound like a black man it's fucking tremendous it's just absolutely I love this a lot of dudes in the band too yeah there's one thing we need is more white dudes starting rock bands (laughs) yeah well, if it's gonna sound like this, yeah, this start all the fun bands. It's good stuff. How'd this never get played while we were working out? Because I wasn't aware of it. I mean, I always found this. I had it on uh, Lake Street Dive Radio, and they'll just throw shit in. And I got this one. There's a few songs I, but that one's one that just grabbed. There he is in all his glory. Yeah, he definitely. That definitely is coming out of that guy. <laughs> Looks like he got branded on his shoulder. That shit hurts. I don't know why anybody does that. Yeah, it's no thanks. I like the horns. I'm I a like... sucker for a horn section anymore. I'm a big fan of that. I've, I mean, that's a... we had a horn section on my album. Yeah, John. John Horn Section Morgan on the tr- <laughs> the, 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 tr- the tuba, the trombone, and bo- and three trumpet parts, or something like that. <laughs> oh no, it was a, yeah. You played all those? Yeah, I, I play. I have those instruments, and I can play all of them. Jesus Christ, John! I mean, I'm not That's good at fucking them. amazing. I'm not good at them, but if, <laughs> if I have a tuba, a trombone part, and I've got ten minutes to work on it before I record, and it's just a short little part. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's not like I can just sit there and sight read and play the trombone in a band. <laughs> but I can make sounds come out, you know, and piece it together so that it sounds good on a recording. Well, I mean, and then I'd say I can't. Same thing with the strings. I have a cello, I have violin, I've got uh, Cambodian fiddle. I used to have a string bass. You've heard Dick, the Dixie song, right? All the strings and stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, it's him. It's, it's pretty much a cello and violin on that. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I can play. I can play any instrument, but. Uh, not to say that I'm proficient on all of them, but I can make you know. Well, I mean, but that's give give that, me, give me some time to play with it. As long as it's not a woodwind, I'm not very good at woodwinds. Yeah, it's impressive it no matter how you slice it. I mean, I can't play one instrument. I, I've never set my mind to it, but yeah, I mean that's and that's the thing. It's not, I mean it's the, it, the reason I can do it is that I've actually tried and worked right. on it. Right. Figured out once you figure out the the kind of the skeleton key for everything. And accordion. You and you understand? Yeah, I play accordion. Um, once you understand kind of the skeleton key of how music works and then you can kind of look at an instrument and figure out how it works right you understand the science behind it it becomes a lot easier to pick up something new which uh the the recorder I played the recorder on my album uh, pan flute damn kazoo percussion yeah 
We did percussion. But I was thinking Bradley could play bass, guitar, drums, drums, uh, he, keyboard. He could he play key, keyboards. Um, he just he doesn't have that fire determination. He just has that icy cold glacial determination. You know what I mean? And he's just. I mean, that's the way he's always been. Like he, I mean, with anything he's ever done. Even when he was a kid, he would just get involved in something, and it would just be, you know, down the line, it's going to get done. You know, um, I just, I, I'm more of the fire determination that fades after. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm going to learn to do that. No, I'm not. <laughs> you ever seen uh, Snowpiercer? I started trying to watch it, man. I didn't care for it. I watched it with John last night. I liked it pretty good. I liked it a lot better the first time, of course. But uh, it's, it's a weird fucking movie. One of the worst things about it is is that this is an awful thing to admit. I can't think of Chris Evans in anything except Cap anymore. I just <laughs> pretty can't. much Cap in this movie, though. Is he? Pretty much. Yeah. He I mean, was he was good in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. He played that awful fucking. He was really good at that. <laughs> the other click is me pulling the trigger. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like Snowpiercer? Um, I mean, yeah, Middle I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed watching it. I don't know how, how I feel about it as a you know as a serious film. There's a theory but that it was, it's uh, it, was, it was entertaining. Sorry, no, you're good. Uh, um, there's a theory that uh, it was a uh, a sequel to Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I it really was. Theory. I mean, I, and I, I that's one of the reasons I wanted to watch it. I was just like, where are they getting this? That looks completely antithetical to anything that fucking you know Willy Wonka was about. Yeah, but I, I, the uh, whole thing where it was getting so cold that they had to build a railroad all the way around the world, and you passed your one trip around the world. Um, it was one year. One year, and you get the uh, get to the end, and like we're, we're approaching the bridge, and they stop everything they're doing, they do the countdown to Happy New Year, then they go back killing each other with axes. It was. I think you would love this movie. <laughs> killing each other with axes. Yeah, it's about him. Um, Chris Evans, whatever his name is, Curtis something, trying to get him and his crew trying to get from the back of the train where they're all the peasants are. They're basically slaves to the front of the train to kill we're the guy. The, we're all the aristocrats, are yeah. Right? Where they and they you kill your way through. And Tilda Swinton in that, yeah, yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Good. I like her in that. She and virtually everything. Yeah, she's pretty good. But that's that's the story. I need to get from here to here and kill everybody that tries to stop me in on my way. That's pretty much it. It's John Wick on a train. Yeah. On a pretty much dystopian, glacially. Yeah. There's n- descending earth. There's not like a cool club that they go to where they can't kill each other. You can kill each other wherever you want on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Wick, it's like you can't conduct business on these grounds. Like there's, I mean, it's one of the reasons I love it. And so such a weird, there's such a weird, um, um, politeness about yeah. them, especially you really see it in the second one. I haven't showed you the second one yet. But uh, whenever they're on at the Continental, there's no business. You can't kill you or anything. So they fight and they get they accidentally end up on the grounds of the Continental, and the guy's like, "Hey!" And like, they're fighting. Like, drink? okay, they just go in the bar and yeah. get a drink. They're sitting there bleeding. Drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. God, those movies are great. Yeah, they're tremendous. Um, I'm still doing favorite things. I haven't really. I don't know. Um, Harley Race died. He was a good wrestler. It's yeah, my favorite was. thing when good wrestlers die. <laughs> when they do that bell thing. Ding, ding, 
shooting. Mass shootings. Uh, I've had a couple of those. That's been awesome. Yeah, it's, that's just numb by now. I mean, they're not going to do anything about it. They're, Trump is already fucking... I think we should outlaw mass shootings. Well, I mean, they're just always, they're already lining up. You know, they're just, you know, I, I, I saw it happen, and it's a terrible thing that I just kind of didn't care. It's not that I didn't care. You saw it happen? Why didn't you try to stop it? <laughs> See if you'd been armed. Yeah. yeah. Good guy with a gun. Um, no, I just They're not going to do anything about it They're going to They're going to Be an outrage for a week And then it'll be You know Back to normal And you know This one feels different For some reason though I don't know if it's the fact that Because it took place in a Walmart I was just in a Walmart today Well In what way does it feel different? I don't know It just does I mean it just feels Like People are it's, it, People are, are Less outraged than they are Just fucking weary of it See that's an, that's an, That's one thing People will get rid of something they're weary of quicker than something they're outraged by. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm convinced of that. You know, just tired of it. You know, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, this again. Let's not do this anymore. You know, yeah. as opposed to, fuck, well, this is terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, I, mean um, I think that these statistics are still right. I haven't really researched this very much, but uh, homicide rates are, are way down from mm-hmm. where they were in the 50s. Yeah, they're like almost at the lowest rate they've been in a long time. Right, like gun deaths are pretty like actual violent death death caused from violence is like way down. So it's like okay, well, maybe they're happening in these spurts because of these pressure valve release. Yeah, these people, and usually it's, and I think it has a lot of. There's a correlation between SSRI use and people that do it. Almost always. Almost yeah. always. I think. I think every time. Um. You know, and there's things you can point to that are causing it, but the simple fact is, yes, these are happening in spurts, and it's something we need to think about. But um, there's still fewer violent deaths happening on the whole. Yeah. So it's like it's like, do you actually care about people, or do you care about sensationalizing an event? Sure. You understand what I mean? Like the actual state of things is pretty good. Mm. Like people want to like focus on hyper focus on these terrible events and make the world seem more dysphoric and dystopian than it actually is. It's actually a lot of things are going pretty well for us on the whole compared to the last hundred years or so or more. We're, (laughs) we're actually in a pretty fucking slick shape. If you ask me, sure. We don't have any world wars. We don't. So yeah, we need to, we need to, we need to address these things. You know, figure out well. Figure out why we have these problems. I shared an article um, that had cited research that uh, suicides are up something like fifteen percent. That's, that's what it, that's what the issue is. A mass shooting is not an issue. It's not a mass shooting issue. It's, it's attempted a, suicide. It's, a, it's suicide by cop. Mm-hmm. It's it's suicide with with fame. It's like we, we grew up watching movies like Seven. And all this shit, and where these people like martyr themselves, and you know what I mean. And we've got all this, we've got all this mythos, yeah, justifying these martyr type people. And then you got all these people in despair who don't want to live anyway. And you combine that mythos with fucking disbalanced brain from drugs and shit, and our food, water being fucked up. Combine that mythos with that, and a desperate soul. And why not? Why not go on a mass murder? <laughs> yeah. That could be a title. <laughs> I mean, you look. Why not I, mass murder? <laughs> yeah, I, I've got nothing to live for. I hate every everyone. You know, I'm an incel or whatever. Whatever yeah. my problem is, I hate everybody. There's, I see no way out. 
and I, you know, and I've got this mythos supporting me. You know what I mean? This this desperate desire for fifteen minutes of fame, and you know what I mean. I just think it's just a it's just a toxic soup. And I was going to throw something off there for a second before I, and I'm glad I didn't say it before I thought about it. I was just like, why don't these people just change themselves and all that stuff? You can't see. Sometimes you just feel like you can't. I mean, when when your chemistry's that far out yeah. of whack, like you you don't see light at the end of the tunnel. There right. are steps to get out of it, but you literally can't see. Right. You're, you're, it's it's all dark. It's all dark forever. You, I mean, it's, yeah. There's no way out. Mm-hmm. We I think we've both been there. You oh, too, yeah. probably. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I sure, mean, we all have. I mean, you, you get in that state, and it's like, you know, you. It's you know it's hopeless. It's a terrible mm-hmm. feeling, and it's and it's really common. And we're all and shit. One hundred percent of the people sitting at this table, these random people sitting here, have all experienced that. Mm-hmm. We've all experienced that level of agony that would push someone to do something like that. Oh yeah. So why are we acting so surprised? Like, oh, why is this happening? We are you have your have, you know? Do you live in this society? Is your head in the fucking sand? Do you not see that? Do these people that act surprised by these events not see the way the world really is for a lot of people? Like. Uh, yeah, I mean that that, that these yes. problems exist. Yeah, that, that I mean, there are roots to mm-hmm. these problems that you can see if you choose to see it, but most people aren't looking at it. We have too much prosperity. We don't have not enough challenge. We have yeah, yeah. It's just exactly. So we're really we're, awful we're drugged up. We want to take a pill instead of change our diet. Um, and nothing's our fault. Everything is we're right. everything is we're victims. Uh, you know the, the the fact that these mass shootings are overrepresented in the in the media and like we're we're making. Making uh, mountains out of molehills, mole you know, with with the with the bad events and making the world look like it's worse than it actually is, right. and and then also just isolating each other from each other, like not people not being therapists for each other or well, like this. checking in on each other. I mean, yeah, people, you know what I mean? It's like, gee, I wonder why. I'm not fucking surprised that some some like miserable young white kid assaulted and killed a bunch of people with a gun i'm not in the least bit surprised it's not surprising to me it's not that i don't care i'm not i'm not trying to normalize you don't it. want it to happen i'm not i'm not trying to normalizing it i'm just acknowledging as a fucking adult that it is normalized now yeah and there's is. and there are causes for it it's not just get the guns you know i'm sure you can believe that if you want but I can tell you, you're not going to get the guns. Even if you get the guns, I can. You know, you want to take. Well, you want to take a thirty round clip away from somebody. <clears throat> I'm not very good, a very good metal worker, but I could go pound away on some chunks of metal in my shed and make another thirty round clip for my rifle as soon as you fucking take it. All right. And in the world of 3D printers and intelligent people who are gun enthusiasts, you're you're you're, you're literally just taking gun away from. Uh, the poorest and the dumbest. Right. You're you're just you're disarming the people that you claim to be representing. The poorest and most disenfranchised are the only ones that are going to get their guns taken from them. Everybody else is going to. They're going to be them. the ones that suffer the worst consequences of it when they can't protect their. their and I, I was absolutely. I was you know, I was reading a little thread this morning and it was ridiculous. I was just reading it just to like roll my eyes at it. But it was like this guy comparing you know comparing what's happening with. You know, the Trump being Hitler, and we're in the, we're at the early stages of the orange wor- man bad. The, the world is is at the precipice of a World War II, just like all of this. The stage is the stage is set, and and uh, us good people have to have to uh, have to speak out when the Nazis start their attack. But their idea of that, it but but what he's actually arguing for in this case when he's saying this is to take the guns away, and I'm like. There was an analogy 
between you know <laughs> between somebody here and Nazi Germany, and it involved the analogy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, where the the Nazis took the guns away from the people. Before they Yes, they couldn't fight back Yeah, so it's just kind of strange to me If you believe that this is Nazi Germany And that shit's really that bad Wouldn't you not want to give Donald Trump's America All the guns? Well You you wouldn't want Donald Trump to have all the guns It's a different dynamic I I do believe that he checks a lot of the fascist boxes I mean, that's I think that's unequivocal Um, I disagree I I don't I, I think it's, you know he tries to suppress the press. He tries to do all that shit. I don't want to get into it, but I just, you know, you know, history did teach a lesson that, you know, I, th- I think the different dynamic with America is is that um, the Germans, people, people try to separate the Nazis from Germany. The Nazis were German. They were doing this to their own people. They were doing this to their countrymen. You know what I mean? That's that's really the. When you really think about it, and they were doing this to their friends and neighbors, you know, it's not like you know. Yes, the the communities might have been slightly more isolated from each other, but that doesn't, you know, they they, they knew these people. They were doing it to people they knew. I mean, trying trying to. I mean, that's that's even doing the Jews in in Germany a disservice. You know, they were attacking the Jews. They were Germans. They were German people. You know, being attacked by other German people. That's that's what it was. You know. That's what happens when you have a fascist, you know, rise to power, and, and, and they, they attack their own populace first because they are trying to get out the undesirables in their own populace. Yes, yeah, and that's how socialist revolutions happen. I mean, that's too, true too. Same thing. Yeah, it's basically like a like an angry mob group, kind of like Antifa, but bigger and more powerful, a little bit more organized, and then that group becomes a party, and, and then they start pr- enacting pogroms, and they suppress and all, all the other parties, yeah. and then you've got. Um, Whatever, whatever that happens to be in that case, whatever you want to call it. I mean, uh, Trump does it not, maybe not because he's a fascist. He just does it because he's stupid. Does what? All this stupid shit he does. I don't want to hear bad things about myself, so I'm going to keep it out of the press. I don't. I want to have military parades, not to not to flex military muscle, because I'm a big stupid fucking kid. And like see tanks rolling down the street. That's what Donald Trump does that shit for. I can only. He's a too. he's a moronic child. I mean, that's what he is. I'm not going to disagree. I mean, I love him. I think he's, he's the greatest person ever lived. <laughs> I'm sexually attracted to him. <laughs> I'm just saying. They really, really think about it. There is no devious. People attribute such deviousness to him. He's not devious. He's dumb. He's fucking stupid. You have to be intelligent before you can be devious. He uh, might have had the greatest tweet of all time this week. Um, let me find it. Aesop Rocky got let go. And, uh. Is it Uncle Racisty? Like he's trying to say Aesop Rocky released from prison and on his way home to the United States from Sweden. It was a rocky week. Get home ASAP, Aesop. <laughs> What a fucking idiot (laughs) He's fucking tremendous He's a poet 
He tweeted. He our president tweeted that. Out. <laughs> That's where we're at. It was a dad joke. It's been a rocky week. Get home asap, asap. You know Come what the on. Sad, you know what the saddest part about it is? He didn't write that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Neither <laughs> the crowd required a, a at least a modicum of complexity. You know, it's just. He's an idiot. I mean, it's just come on. I don't, I don't. I don't think he's that dumb. I really think he is. I think he really is. I think that he's stupid. dumb in some ways. He's he's dumb. He's dumb at, like with words, like speaking off the cuff. He's dumb. But also in the uh, in the debates this week, Tulsi Gabbard um, went after Kamala Harris for being a cop. Mm-hmm. She's like a prosecutor, essentially a cop, and just t- talked about her record and. Um, Talked about uh, how she imprisoned thousands of black men for smoking marijuana, then laughed about it whenever she was asked if she smoked marijuana when she was a, a teenager. Just fucking buried her. And Kamala Harris acted as though she could not believe somebody actually brought this up. As though, yeah. like, you're attacking a black woman. Do you know who I am? It's essentially what it looked like. And she and she said to, to um, Tulsi Gabbard, um, let's see how you make decisions when you're under fire. To Tulsi Gabbard, who served in Iraq. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that was Ill, that was ill considered. <laughs> also, a woman of color <laughs> who served in Iraq. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, and uh, Michael Malice, who's the greatest Twitter to- Twitter troll in the world, said, um, "If there's one thing Hawaiian, one thing Hawaiians know, it's how to roast a pig." I'm like, that's fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the debates, whatever. Joe Biden got his ass whooped, but you'd look on the news channel. Joe Biden with a strong performance. I was like, are you serious? Andrew Yang had the best performance. Yeah. He was fucking tremendous. Did I, don't even, not, did I, not I like him. The, I just don't like his uh, a lot of his ideas. Yeah. Did not catch the debates. I, I watched some snippets of it. That might be the best way to do it. I, I just I mean, had it on for two and a half hours and tried to snark over it. I mean, they Twitter. didn't have anything to say. On, on the whole, most of them no. They had nothing to say. Not really. They have, they're, they're not offering any real challenge to yeah. Trump's to probably going to win yeah. because the only person that can beat him, I think, is Tulsi, and they're not going to let her do it. And uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe Bernie. Shit, I don't fucking know, dude. What happened to old Bernie? He was so popular. Now he still is. No one's talking about him. He still is uh, with a lot of people, but now he just seems angry, which is kind of good, I guess. Looks like he's getting ready to turn heel, if you ask me. Remember a few, like for a few months before the Rockers split up, Shawn Michaels uh, was acting sort of irritable, irritable yeah. with one Marty Jannetty. Yeah, he'd come out and he'd be not be celebrating so much coming to yeah. the ring. And yeah, it's great. We're yeah, doing. yeah, tag team doing great. Still never won the goddamn titles. <laughs> We've never won the tag team. T- they never won the tag team titles. And then, well, they were an awful tag team. No, they were tremendous. Are you kidding? I mean. Uh, you shut your mouth. Wait. They they were good wrestlers. Their gimmick sucked. What? They're, they're the, the, ripping the, off the Rock and Roll yeah, Express? That's what I'm saying. It's a, <laughs> it's a horrible fucking thing they did. And the Midnight Express and call themselves the Midnight Rockers? Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was before. Then <laughs> yeah. they just changed it to the Rockers. You know, you know that WWE. fucking Vince had a hand in that shit. Well, they changed uh, before they were the Midnight Rockers in uh, their other territory. Yeah. Then when Vince called him, he just ch- chopped off the Midnight it's called them the Rockers. Um, but yeah, it looks like Bernie's getting ready to turn heel if you ask this old cowboy. 
With, what, uh, what would that What would that be? I don't know. Um, if he gets elected president, just opens up the he markets, goes, gets rid of all the socialism. Goes, goes on a mass shooting. Goes on a mass shooting. A mass Jewing, just going around and complaining about how hot it is and, and, <laughs> oh, and the soup's cold. See, that's the one that if this podcast ever takes off, that's the one that's going to get us on the fucking. Uh, I, yeah, can comedy us, go too far? It's going to get us popularity by the alt right guys. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. We'll fuck with them too. I you know. know I mean? It's it's down the line. You know what we I mean? We won't we won't condemn them. <laughs> <laughs> They're nice people. On both sides. <laughs> Look at you with your actual Nike shoes. Yeah. Bought yourself some sneaks. I did. Spent more than $12 on shoes. We're, we're big boys now. <laughs> got a big boy job. Got big boy shoes. Mommy, wow. <laughs> I'm it's shaking bacon. I hail. Um, anybody got any umbrage they want to take care of while we're here? No, I'm fairly. You're all outraged out. Well, I'm just uh, seeing things a little bit more equanimity. I don't care. Equanimity. That's a word. It's a big word. It's kind of like equality and equity and nymph. And the secret of them. And, th- and nympho. And, and you put them together and you get equanimity. There you go. Right on. Fucking right on. You guys think we should end this piece of shit then? Let's do it. All right. I think we'll go. I mentioned. Uh, John being a horn section earlier. I think I'll find that song that we did where he was the horn section, and we'll go out on that one. How do you guys feel about that? Good? Sure. Good. Where am I at? Where's my shit? Yes, I have my own al- album downloaded to my phone. Why wouldn't I? The song's called I See. You can get it at Dutch Underwood and the Dirty Shame.bandcamp.com because I believe in long URLs. Thanks for listening. Go forth and fuck yourselves. Falling asleep